Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Blues, welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing Danvers State Hospital. Yes. I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to keep this as a topic for us to discuss because it's not really scary to me, but I thought that the history and some of the pop culture was really cool. So I decided to keep it. We love a good hospital episode. Yeah, we love a good mental hospital. (laughs) A grippy sock vacay. (laughs) Just kidding. No, you're not. (laughs) Grippy socks are great though. Not grippy sock vacays, but grippy socks themselves are great. <laughs> You're not lying. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. I had this pair of grippy socks from Bath and Body Works like so long ago, and they were so nice. I miss those. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anyways, how's your guys' weeks been? I would prefer not to answer. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no. Bobby, how has your week been, honey? It's good. I'm back to work. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's back to normal. (laughs) But you love your job, though, so that's good. I do. It's very fun so far. far. I yelled at a girl on Tuesday. Like an adult or a little girl? (laughs) Well, it was an adult. Why? Because she was just standing there and she wasn't helping me. I said, if you're just going to stand there, you can leave and go home. I was going to say, you didn't tell me this. (laughs) And then my boss said, I don't know what you did with her, but she's doing everything. (laughs) Bobby, I'm so proud of you. You actually made somebody like listen to you. (laughs) I would have never, I would have cried. (laughs) I would have cried if you yelled at me like that. (laughs) I didn't really like yell though. I was just like, listen, if you're not going to. Because, like, when the kids turn, when I turn off the lights and the kids are like, oh, it's time to clean up after the second day of being in daycare. And the assistant's just standing there. And I'm just like. You're like, hello, help. Hello. (laughs) But no, I like it. I wish I got paid next week, but I have to wait another week. Yeah. That's how it was when I started my job. It was so fucking annoying. Because I'm like, I've done three weeks of work and I haven't done my paycheck yet. Yeah. Oh, it's a pain. Cookie, how was your week? It was pretty good. I did some painting on my thing. Emmy and I might try to take Purdy to the beach tomorrow. Oh, that's so fun. Dewey's going to go to daycare because he's not ready for that yet. (laughs) (laughs) He'll have a fun day at daycare. Yeah. (sighs) He'll get real tired out after that. Mm Mm-hmm. Birdie's going to probably be like, the fuck is this when she steps on the stand? <laughs> Birdie's going to be like, I am too famous for this. <laughs> so let's get into our little topic before our topic here. And I wanted to know this week, what horror movies would you guys say scarred you for life? Bobby, Where I yours. would you like me to start? <laughs> I feel like I know yours. Can I guess? Uh, I have. There's two, but there's one that really sticks out. So yeah, go ahead. 
Terrifier. Absolutely. I knew it. Absolutely. Okay. It took me three days to watch and it made me throw up. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> not, me, not me over there. Like just fucking watch it. <laughs> I've never been so uncomfortable. During the movie. 10 out of 10 would not recommend watching that movie. If you do not handle gore very well. But I want to be honest with you. Not watching when it the all. second one comes out, I'm going to watch it. Oh, same. It might take a couple days, but I'm going to watch it. I just need to know how it like how it continues on. Yeah, I need to know. It's morbid curiosity. And my second one is the 2003 remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wait, Leatherface scares the, with Jessica Biel. Okay. That Dude, one scares the shit out of me. And I don't know why. Not that old shitty 70s one. That wasn't even scary. I'm trying to think. I watched one of the Texas Chainsaws. Yeah, it was the one with Jessica Biel that I watched yeah. the other day. And then the, the prequel one they did a couple years later. That one was just really gory. That's I didn't think it was the one scary. With what's her f- Jordana Brewster? Yeah. Yeah. That one's good too. Well, yeah, those are just mine. Everything scares me, but that one really scarred me. <laughs> yeah. Those are gory. I could see that. What about you, Emmy? Um, to, to Darkness Falls. Ooh, Ooh that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that my that, that my mom likes that movie. That that also kind of scarred me for life. Darkness Falls with the Tooth Fairy. Mom said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah." That was so scary. scary. <laughs> Amanda used to make us watch that all the time. What's yours, Brookie? I would say the top one, this is like a... Wait. Wait, are you going to guess? I know. I know. Guess. It's that Midnight movie. Well, no, not anymore. Not anymore. It used to be. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I'm pretty sure it's just called The Midnight Man. But that, the first time I watched that, scared the fuck out of me. And I don't know why, because it's really not that scary. It's actually really good. It's not, but it had, like, it was had, like, the eerie undertones and everything like that. Yeah, no, I get that. It's very cheesy, but I, I, I like, I low-key love it now. And that fucked up ending. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, the first month after I watched that, I made Emily sleep with the lights on, because that was when we had to share a room in an apartment that we lived in in Canada. Um. (gasps) I made her sleep with the lights on in the closet because it was like a walk-in closet thing for like the month after we watched that. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Why, it's really not scary. Uh, other oh. than that, I would say the hostel movies because oh yes, gross. those two. They're gross. Oh. And sex trafficking or like human trafficking in general is a big fear of mine. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I do not like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's like I've seen it so many times now, but the first Conjuring that really scared the shit out of me the first couple times. But see, I was trying to think less gore. Conjuring makes me laugh. It yeah. always has. The I third one made me laugh. The oh, the third one was. I loved that, but it was not very scary. You know what? Got which one gets me? Fucking Insidious. Ooh, scary. <gasps> oh shit! Yes, the, the third insidious one. Music. Yes, Insidious gets me all the fucking time. Oh, Insidious gosh. gets you in more ways than one, Emily. <laughs> yeah. No. The Patrick drinks too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I felt like I had another one that kind of 
I think that was the other one that I was going to mention was the Midnight Movie. Or the Midnight Man, uh, I think it's called. I think it's the I Midnight think, Movie. The Midnight Man is something different. I think that might be it for me, too. Wait, what about hey. Human Centipede? That makes me barf. That makes me barf. Yeah, that one's... That's not even scary. It's just gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into Denver State, the history. So if you didn't know, Denver State Hospital is located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Love that they tied the... The little town name into this the hospital name <laughs> it officially opened in 1878 after four years were spent constructing it uh, the intended purpose was to house patients that were deemed mentally unfit to be a part of society although it later became a training facility for nurses and a research laboratory as well oh okay they were doing it all in there yeah they were um is four years a long time to build something or is that just is that just me Am I just like, wow, that's a long time. I feel like it depends on what you're building. So for something like this, like this hospital is huge. If you haven't seen pictures of it, we'll obviously have pictures on our Instagram. I feel like four years is shorter than I would expect it to take for. Oh, really? Okay. I was just like, wow, that seems like a long time. (laughs) Yeah. But for like something like a house, I feel like it should only take like a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it started out with two main center buildings, which consisted of the administration office and four wings on each side of that. The kitchen, laundry area, dorms, and chapel were in a building that was connected to the rear, and the wings for females and males were located on each side of the building, and the outermost wards were used to house the most volatile patients, because they wanted to keep them away from everybody else. Yes. Originally, it was only meant to house 500 patients, however, By the late 30s and 40s, the asylum was overcrowded, of course, with nearly 2,000 patients. Holy shit. Yep. It was so bad that people were even being forced to live in the basement of the Kirkbride building, which was the main building. Oh. So they were making people live in the basement up in here. That's nice. They were squishing people in everywhere. Yeah, they were. Overcrowding seems like a general theme in these kinds of places. You think they would have learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. Several reports were made during this time that the doctors and nurses were using inhumane treatments, of course, such as shock therapies, lobotomies, and drugs in order to control the overcrowding. And an interesting little fun fact that I found was that Danvers is also said to be the birthplace for the prefrontal lobotomy. And obviously this sparked controversy and during the 60s as a result of new alternative methods of treatment for the mentally ill that were more humane, the inpatient population of the hospital started to decrease. That was a lot. Yeah, it was. Expansions occurred over the years and a new gymnasium and several other new additions were added on. Again in the 60s, the hospital underwent major budget cuts, and by 1969, some of the wards and facilities of the building started to be closed down. By 1985, the majority of the hospital was abandoned, and the administration block closed in 1989. Patients were moved to a different building across the campus. In June of 1992, the asylum was officially closed down, and the remaining patients were either transferred to a different facility or they were pushed out into the community. 
So I'm assuming that the ones that they put back into the community weren't like really as mentally unfit as they were saying that they were and were able to be assimilated. So like us. Yeah. (laughs) Just like depressed people. (laughs) Be anxious. (laughs) I'm assuming that they weren't putting literal psychopaths out and back into the community. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) in december of 2005 the building was sold to avalon bay communities who were set to demolish the building including the kirkbride building even though it was on the list of national register of historic places a lawsuit was even filed to prevent the demolition but in january of 2006 they continued on and demolition of the most of the buildings happened the intent was to turn the property into apartments, and by June, all the buildings that had been marked for demolition, including the Kirkbride, had been torn down, which is really sad. I didn't think that they it's were. Sad. I didn't think they were allowed to do that. Yeah, I don't know. By fall of 2007, Avalon Bay believed that the apartments they had built would be ready for rent. However, in April of 2007, four of the complexes and some of the Avalon Bay construction trailers were burned down in a large fire. Oh, that sucks. The only structures that remain now were what was preserved from the original Kirkbride building, the cemetery's several blocked tunnels, and the brick shell from the administration in D&G wings. In 2014, Avalon Bay sold the property to the DSF group, and they still own the property today. And according to Google, Danvers State is now permanently closed to the public. Mm. So you can't even go and trespass on it. That seems lame. I'm a trespass. Bob, you're going to get arrested. Not the first time we've done it. (gasps) Okay. Now that we've covered the history, let's get into some of the spooky stuff. Although there doesn't seem to be too much when it comes to the paranormal claims. Um, When the hospital was open, visitors claimed that it was a very unsettling atmosphere. Well, it wasn't a hospital, so. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It'd probably be settling for us, though, because, you know, yeah, we can fit in. <laughs> <laughs> there are claims that the ghosts of former patients could be seen aimlessly wandering through the halls. Oh, yeah. Disembodied <laughs> voices and wails can be heard throughout the buildings. And lastly, visitors claimed to hear the ghostly voices of former patients seeking attention or asking for help. That gave me the chills and made yeah. my nipples hard. That's okay. That's spooky-dooky. Can you just imagine, like, walking down a hall and then, like, behind you just hearing someone, like, wailing? No. I would would shit my pants. I would be unwell. I would shit everywhere. Emily would hear that wailing, become unwell, and then be admitted into the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You and I both, Emily. I was just like, ooh, that's a big note. But Brooke would go investigate. <laughs> it would be like, come on, gang, let's go. <laughs> Leave all the saving of the note to the men? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That'd be Brooke. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yes. Just seems like your run-of-the-mill ghostly claims. Yeah. All right. Even though the asylum is now closed to the public and they don't really allow any visitors, it still had a few mentions in pop culture. 
Although this is unofficial, historians believe that the building was used as inspiration by H.P. Lovecraft for his Arkham Asylum and his 1931 short horror story, The Thing on the Doorstep. He also mentioned it in his 1927 short, Pickman's Model, and again in 1931 in The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Arkham also was then Batman. Which was inspired by H.P., I think I read. Yeah. In 1958, it was featured in the drama film Home Before Dark. In 2001, the asylum was used as a filming location for the psychological horror film Session 9, essentially about the tension asbestos cleanup crew faces while working in the building. Have you ever seen that movie? That's gross. No. Have you? No. No, I watched The Kill Count for it like a while ago. Oh. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. The 2004 video game Painkiller, the asylum level is loosely based on the central administration section of Denver State. A book titled Project 17 written by Lori Faria Stollers, my apologies, in 2007 revolves around a group of teenagers who break into the abandoned asylum in order to film a movie that they intend to submit to a film contest. Obviously, they get more than they bargained for. Of course. Sounds like a Grave Encounters. Ooh, that's a movie. Uh, The ending of that movie is great. (laughs) All I remember about that movie is that scary bitch on the the cover being like... (laughs) (laughs) Can you do that again? I would like you to post that on the Instagram. (laughs) That scary bitch being like... Oh, lastly, in 2015, the asylum was talked about in an episode of the Lore podcast titled Echoes. Echo, 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 echo. Ooh, echo. (laughs) That was honestly iconic, Bob. Oh, thanks. I try. That made me happy. And now time for a Boo Crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. All right, everybody. It's a Boo Crew moment time with Cookie. So I figured that we could talk about why people are afraid of clowns. Ew. (laughs) Bobby's about to get real uncomfortable over here because he's afraid of clowns. (laughs) <laughs> so after I discuss why we can little psychoanalyze little Bobby over here. <laughs> Thanks for calling me little. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> little Bobby Boo. <laughs> so I found an article written uh, by Amy Tickenen on Britannica.com. And in it, she wrote... Chlorophobia is no laughing matter. This irrational fear of clowns can cause panic and nausea. Although it's a rare phobia, which I don't really think it is, but okay. Many people find clowns creepy, if not downright scary. Why? The answer lies partly in the prevalence of evil clowns in pop culture. Think Pennywise and Stephen King's It. Ew. (laughs) However, according to researchers, there are actual psychological reasons why we fear clowns. To begin with, a clown's makeup can be unsettling. It hides not only the person's identity, but also the person's true feelings. 
Worse, the makeup can result in mixed signals if, for example, the clown has a painted on smile but is actually frowning underneath. Then there's the uncanny nature of the makeup itself. The oversized lips and the eyebrows distort the face so that the brain perceives it as human, but it's slightly off. Which that really fucked me up because that's scary in and of itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a whole different topic right there. That oddness is tightened by a clown's bizarre costume. In addition, clowns are highly unpredictable as well as mischievous, which puts people on edge. Are they going to squirt water at you or give you a flower? These psychological discomforts produce a fear that is then stoked even further by negative portrayals of clowns in pop culture. According to some, 1970s American serial killer John Wayne Gacy, who performed as Pogo the Clown at charity events and children's parties, solidified the idea of the evil clown, and that trope became common in horror movies and books. So it's perhaps not surprising that a 2016 poll found that Americans were more afraid of clowns than of a terrorist attack or of even dying in general. Fair. Seems about right. Accurate. Very fair. <laughs> so why are you afraid of clowns, Bob? <laughs> I was thinking, trying to think of something sarcastic to say, but nothing was coming to my mind. I don't know. No one's that silly and goofy. <laughs> That's fair. They're scary. Oh. The clown that used to scare me the most was, I can't remember her name, but she used to be at Hannaford and she'd hang out. I know exactly balloons. who you're talking about. Yeah. That just unlocked a core memory. Giggles. <gasps> Giggles. Her name was Giggles. I fucking hated her. Yeah. She used to hand memory. out balloons. And I, she would try to talk to me whenever we walked by, and I was like, Mm-mm, "No, you're she like, was no a scary bitch." <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, giggles. Under, I don't understand why they had her there. Yeah, what was the point of that? To I feel lure like I need children to into sex now. trafficking. <gasps> oh wow, that's a theory. <laughs> that's a big theory there. That's wow. <laughs> but no, that bitch was scary, and she always stood over. Like it was like the main walkway, like in front of the frozen section. You'd have yeah. to go by yep. her if you wanted to go get stuff. Yep. Oh. You'd have to. There's no other way. Jesus, yep. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Probably with good. That's time. when my fear started. I'd say about <laughs> six. Yeah. I don't think I'm necessarily afraid of clowns. I don't like them, but they're not like I'm not terrified of them. But I will say that the clown from fucking Pee Wee Herman, that one was scary. The clown from the poltergeist, the clown doll from the poltergeist, that one was scary. <laughs> I feel like there was like another one. Oh, our Nana had this fucking creepy ass clown doll that was like a porcelain one. Yeah. Yeah. My sister that Brandy thing, had one too, and I hated it. That thing's eyes followed you around wherever you walked. Mm-hmm. It was scary. I don't know why she had that, but she needed to accidentally break it so that it was not. <sighs> I feel like I was doing so good with not being like super afraid. And then like I went and saw it a couple of times. He was scary. I wasn't too frightened. But then when these fuckers decided to go out and about oh, across yeah. the world in clown costumes. Clown pandemic thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can we go back to that? <laughs> no, I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> oh gosh. That was better but than yeah, the pandemic no. we got going on now. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But no, I'm going to say it started with the giggles and giggles. Fuck you. I hope you're not doing well. Bob, she's probably dead now. Oh, 
Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting, though. Yeah, that is very cool. I like that. Do we want to get into our final thoughts? Finale sure. thoughts. Well, Emmy, do you think that Danvers State Hospital is haunted? No. Same. There's not enough claims. <laughs> no, I agree with you guys. Watch this place be the most haunted place in America. Stop this. <laughs> it's the one place that hasn't said it. That's true. <laughs> so maybe they're pulling a little switcheroo on us. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone trespass. Tell me. No. Anyone in Danvers, Massachusetts? Anyone in Danvers, Massachusetts, let us know. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out.